I want to hear your cry for him that you will not leave this place until you experience the fresh touch of his glory. Come on, we need to press in. We need to go higher and higher. We have gone from a place of high praise. Now we need to ascend into worship. Let the activities of heaven manifest in this place tonight. I want the anointing to work for every single one of you. It is not for us to wait to enter in Goshen because the kingdom of God has suffered great violence. But if there is a violent people in this place tonight, we can take it by force. So what am I saying to you? We can enter into Goshen by force because it has been declared, it has been decreed by the word of a prophet. And if he says it, so be it in your life. No, 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 you need to praise Him. If you don't place a demand on the anointing, on the grace, because I came here tonight to cancel some debt, to distribute businesses, to dish out breakthrough. If you came for the anointing of plenty, you are in the right place. You will only find that at encounter. You will find inspired revelation, apostolic revelation, the voice of God sent by the prophet himself in this house. It is one of the few churches that is left on this planet that you will see every single fivefold gift in one place. The vision that is given to this ministry is a supernatural encounter with a living God. But to establish the New Testament pattern of church, which includes every single divine grace gift that God has given. And this is how special you are. He's given it for every single one of you so that it is within touching distance so that you can take hold of the things of God. But it's not just that you can take hold of the things of God. It's because you have now freely received it that I want you to go out into all the world and to give them what you have encountered in this place. Come on, praise Him, church. Praise Him, praise Him. Amen. Are you excited to be in church? Amen. So am I. I'm very happy to be back at Centurion. And um, I think the most amazing part of it is that you guys don't look the same. <laughs> you look better. <laughs> and I think we all look better by the grace of God. It is because we have crossed over into the new year from the presence of God. And that is so important, you know, the, the day that I started crossing over the new year in the presence of God, my life was never the same. I used to be in, in every kind of nightclub, drink all kinds of alcohol, take any kind of drug, you name it, I did it. 
And it never touched or changed my life. It destroyed my life. It caused organ failure. It caused all kinds of sicknesses and illnesses. But the presence of God. And the fact that I can even be standing here today is nothing but the grace and mercy of God. And um, I'm very happy to be with every single one of you. And um, I'm really grateful uh, for Prophet that he's given me this opportunity to preach and to minister tonight. So I trust and I pray that I will be led by the Holy Spirit and that by His Spirit, He will deposit fresh revelation for every single one of you. That by His Word of Truth, every demon of poverty will be destroyed tonight. It is my prayer that Jesus Christ, the very first fruit that was sent for you and I, did you know that the Bible says that when He died, it was the first evidence of a harvest to come. You, me, are the very harvest of promise. We are His first. That means if we are His first, we are His best. So nothing other than His best in your life will do. If I tell you that after tonight, you will be anointed to do great exploits. You will carry dominion, prosperity. Ah, I'm telling you, where the enemy thought it was over, I see you pursuing. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that surely you will pursue, but you will not just pursue. You will pursue, you will overtake, and you will recover all. This place, this house, I want to tell you, I want to implore to you, this is not some kind of church movement. This place, this team, this ministry, we were birthed in the presence of God. We were not just made and created for His presence. We were made to usher you into His presence. That is why we can have the privilege of being carriers of His glory. But if you see it in council, we don't just carry glory. We don't just carry the anointing. We carry a mandate. We carry purpose. We carry the keys of the kingdom. We carry the secrets, the mysteries. Because they have been revealed to His prophets. I don't know if we can really comprehend where the Bible says by a prophet, a nation was preserved. Every prophet has been chased out of this nation. But we are blessed and we are privileged to have a man who has a backbone. And he will not bow his knee for anyone. That is why you will see and you will know without a shadow of a doubt that he is not going anywhere. That is why I was so happy when he said that this year is the year of Goshen. Then I knew. If they were upset before, uh, <laughs> you will be very upset. 
see these verses where it says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Believe in the Lord God and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets and he will prosper you. These, these scriptures are very significant because when I was a believer, it was about sowing and reaping. I was very good at it. I would spend time with God, find a key and a mystery in scripture and I would apply it and it would work. But when it came to ministry and being ordained and becoming a pastor by the election of God, I had to do something called study the Bible. Because do you understand doing two offering messages a Sunday every day of the year that I cannot come here with nonsense? How do I know it's not nonsense? Because you are blessed. If I go to Krugersdorp, they are blessed. If I go to the United States, they are blessed. If I go to Cape Town, they are blessed. If we go to Durban, they are so blessed they come here. How can I say this? Because the Word works. But now the thing is, we need to understand why does the Word work? Why do some believers prosper and some not? You know, everyone thinks you can have your seats. And you can just excuse my voice. They're just um, helping with the EQ. And I haven't actually preached in like very long. And um, what was I saying? You know, we need to understand why and how these things work. We need to understand why the first fruit, why the tithe is so important. And why it is called first. But I know you're thinking, oh, here we go. Pastor Chris is going to talk about money. 100%. You won't come to church where it is a financial conference or expo every Sunday. There are certain times of the year where we need to preach and minister to you on the Word of God. And I'm going to show something to you in Scripture that will shock you, where you think we know and understand what God's love is. Meanwhile, we don't actually know at all. That is why some of us, we pray and we fast and we get into our Word but there is something that eludes us and it is God's prosperity. You get the blessing of God. You get the prosperity of God. You get the success of God. But then you get dominion prosperity. And when I get to dominion prosperity, there is something that happens. There is a shift and a change. When I tap into a dimension of the anointing, when I encounter God, that He gives me the anointing of plenty. It is known as the Midas touch. It's when I say I want business that that business comes without fail. Why does this happen? It is because I have discovered and because I have a brilliant teacher that God speaks to him that the blood that is in my body, it's not new blood. I don't know if you know that. One of God's greatest creations, Adam, who had all power and dominion, do you know that the very blood that was in his body is coursing through your veins today? So if you know that, and you know the power and dominion that he was given, why are we struggling? I'll tell you why. Who has a, a book on the word? If you don't, you are in sin. Even Kevin and Monica.
maker. They don't have, we're all sinners. You see, you don't know what I'm about to share with you because you, you don't understand this just yet. The word. But it says in the word. And how many of you know that if you are to get to Goshen, you need to get into the Genesis, the Genesis of your life. We need to get into the beginning of things. Because when it comes to tithes and first fruits, it has been there since the beginning. It is not an old covenant thing. It is not a lawful thing. It is not about the law being a curse. The law is not a curse because Jesus Christ came to, follow, uh, to fulfill the law. Are you guys with me? But in the beginning, there were certain instructions that God gave in order for Adam to have rest. That place of rest is known as the place of prosperity. One of the main facets and greatest, most incredible components of God is His prosperity and His goodness. Because it is never ending. Where the Bible speaks of the blessing that is poured out, that there's not enough room to receive it. It is speaking of an open hand or the outpouring of a bucket that never ceases. That's why there's never enough room to receive it. Are you guys okay? But what I want you to get is the importance of this word for yourself. It's for you. Say it's for me. Say tonight, I will leave this place. How do you want to leave? I can't hear you. How do you want to leave this place? Huh? You say it like a two-year-old saying, like, do you want to be anointed for plenty? <laughs> you see, you can either get it by the word of revelation, or you can try and uh, muster it up by the, the sweat of your brow. You see, we think that the rich acquire riches. People that are rich in the kingdom don't acquire riches by sleep, having sleepless nights and working through the night. They have discovered secrets and mystery, mysteries that are in the Word. It is in the Word. It is in the Word. It was in the Word where I figured out and I discovered that I could hold God to His covenant. Because the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy that He has given me, which means He has given you the power and the ability. That means the image, the likeness, the dominion, the power and ability to get wealth. Not a few rands, not a few cents, not a touch of provision here and there. The ability to get wealth. It is an immeasurable wealth. How do I know that? Because then it goes on to say, so that, say so that, that I can answer His covenants. And that is the mystery that we don't know. Why? Because we don't know what the covenant is. We think that I make a covenant with God. No, we don't. He made the covenant and He set it in play. He set it in order. We access and enter into God's covenant by keeping the word, by keeping the law that is in the word, which is called an act of obedience. But it's not just obedience. 
this act that I'm going to get into is what is called God's heart. Many think they know the hearts of God, but I'm going to show you in Scripture what it actually was in the book of Genesis. So with this book, you're able to go through Genesis. You're able to make your own notes, but you can do a whole study of the Old Testament within like six hours. Six hours. I'm like, where were you like 13 years ago? Are you guys with me? Have your seats. Have your seats. Is it okay if we talk about money? And um, welcome to every person that is with us on Facebook and on YouTube. Every person that connects with us all over the world, especially all our friends and, and family that are in the United States. I've got the comments here in front. So if you guys do comment, I will see it. And I trust that right where you are, where you connect from, that distance will not be a barrier for you tonight. That if you place a demand and you are hungry, that the windows of heaven, that the sluice gates of heaven will be open upon your life. But because it is not an ordinary tithe or offering message, it is a message about the first. When it comes to the first and I bring God my first, which is holy, which is sanctified and set apart for Him, that means my, uh, my January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December is sanctified, set apart, and is under the government of God. So if they say recession and inflation, and I say we don't participate, we do not participate. When they say recession and inflation, that is where a person who comes from encounter thrives. That place of the world system where it is pressure, where it is trying to kill you, that is the incubation for your success. Because with these recessions and these seasons, there are problems. And the only people that I know how to solve worldly problems is the people of God. Say prosperity. Say tonight. You know the rest. Amen. Have your seats. So before we get into this, I'm actually very nervous. So I want to talk about money. And I say money because I know it gets your attention. But I'm actually going to do Bible. Is that okay? So we can all calm down. We can have a, a normal Bible study. You know, because we must have a normal Bible study because Jesus spoke more about <laughs> money and finances more than He did your sin and immorality. In fact, He spoke about it twice as much as, sim, uh, come on, as sin and immorality. That is your Jesus. So do you think that finances is maybe significant? I think so. Do you think it matters to God? Yes. There are 500 scriptures, maybe more, that contain prayer. Gerard, do you believe in prayer? That's great. So there's 500 scriptures for that. But when it comes to financial stewardship and money matters, there are more than 2,000 scriptures in the Bible. This is where you should be going. Amen. 500 for prayer, 2,000 for finances. And it's not just anything about finances. It is 2,000 scriptures about your financial well-being. If it is about financial well-being, that means that God most certainly cares 
about the prosperity of His saints. Because He says in the book of John that my desire is for you to prosper and to be in good health all the days of your life. You will see by the end of tonight where the Word says that the fullness of the Lord's and every, the fullness of this world and everything in it is the Lord's. Where it says that, are you a son and daughter of the Most High God? That means everything in this world, the fullness thereof, everything in it belongs to you. It means it is subjected to your authority and dominion. But you're saying, no, Pastor Chris, but I don't have this authority and dominion that you're talking about. It's fine. We're going to get into first fruits. You are going to get it. You're going to get the word of revelation, the power of the first. You're going to trample on serpents and scorpions. That everything that has come to trip you up, that has come to cause you to stumble, to falter, just before that door of blessing, you will never be hindered ever again. Have your seats, have your seats. Now watch this. So two-thirds of Jesus' parables taught His disciples and they were directly related to finances, stewardship. Say finances. Stewardship and accountability. That was Jesus' parables. Are you guys with me? Why am I saying this? Because I want you to go and study this for yourself. It's fine if I know it, but you need to know it. Because in order for you to receive the anointing of plenty, in order for your tithes and your offerings to work, I must give you a word foundation. Your word foundation is your foundation that you act upon. So it's not enough for Pastor Chris to say, give and it shall be given to you. You should be taking out your Bible and you should be holding it up. In fact, let's go to that scripture. Let's go to my end and we go to the beginning. What is it? It's like Luke 6. Huh? Luke 6, 38. Thank you, Pastor David. He's a scholar. <laughs> but we need a better one. I think it's like NIV or NLT. It's like amplified on steroids. But now this is where you all take your Bible out. Or you take your in the word out. See, because this only works if you read it, if you digest it, and if you spit it out. You'll get it when you get home. <laughs> but say this with me. Say give and you will receive. Your gift Come, let's say it together. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together. Say, hold up. Wait a minute. To make room for more. Now, what is this nonsense that God doesn't want to prosper you? He is so generous that He gives you. He presses it down because He knows we are illiterate. And we're a bit slow. He presses it down. He compacts it because he's much stronger than you and I. Why? So that he can make room for more. That is why he is called the God of more than enough. So every 
time you have given and you've said and you've received and you say, God, is this, is this it? No. He's busy pressing it down and compacting it, busy making room for more. Because God will also only increase you little by little. Because you need to learn God's financial system. You need to learn God's stewardship system. You need to learn God's system of accountability in the kingdom. So that when we receive earthly riches from God, that it does not destroy us. Very important. Many people, including myself, attained money and wealth. And it has either destroyed them or almost destroyed them. Is it okay if I'm real? went like very quiet. I was almost taken by money. I think I woke up like two years later and I was tithing, I was giving all of these things, but I was possessed with making money instead of being possessed with being a pillar in the kingdom of God. You get many different types of believers, but the believer you want to be, it is the only one that is useful and functional. It is being a pillar in the kingdom of God. You will be full of skill. You will be full of character that is usable in many areas in ministry. This does not just mean your finances. Are you guys with me? So I know a lot of the time that when we, we get into giving, uh, people like to, you know, argue. And I don't argue about financial things unless it's like budget approval of Pastor David. <laughs> then I argue. <laughs> but when it comes to God's promise and His word, which He says He is exalted above His name, it is covenant promises of God. So now why on earth would you argue about God's covenant, which is His goodness and His promise to bless you. It is like arguing with the blood of Jesus Christ. It makes no sense. It's like He died for you, raised you to life again, caused you to be a new man so you can argue with Him. You see why I pull my face like that. So you would rather go to 500 scriptures in prayer then go to 2,000 scriptures about living a life of abundance, goodness, and prosperity, which is under an open heaven of God. Nah, it makes no sense. You pray the prayers and the Psalms of David. You take the wisdom of Solomon in Proverbs. Lord, give me the back of my enemy. <laughs> trouble those who trouble me. It was like, yeah, yeah. And the demon of poverty is having a field day with you. Why? You're dealing with witchcraft in your prayer and everything, but you're not dealing with one thing. And that is your obedience to the word of God, which he has said, I exalted above my name. So you might be a spirit-filled believer, but you are not a blessed and a prosperous believer because we are missing a foundational key that is in the book of Genesis that he set in play. And he set it in place so well that when it was defied, it says he drove man out of the garden. God was so infuriated by the disobedience that the very creation he created, he drove them out the garden put the fiercest angels with eyes they could see in every direction in case they try to come back, 
with swords of fire. These angels with eyes all around them, they don't even have to change direction. They just walk in the direction where they see something and they destroy you. That is what their driving out meant. But it meant that they could not touch the garden ever again. Let's go to Genesis 2 verse 4 NLT. Are you guys still with me? So this is the account of creation of the heavens and the earth. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Yes, I think I have to get glasses. Just pray for hearing quickly, Karat. <laughs> I'll just read from you. Is that okay? Are you still happy to be in church? Amen. I'm just taking my time so that this can brood inside of you. It's very important that this carries staying power in your life. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastics that just as wisdom is a defense, so Money is a defense. I had some clown ask me in, on Facebook, where does the Bible say money? It only talks about animals and land and this. So you, do you read in the Bible where it says they sold the animals? So what did they sell it for? It's like, if you're watching, there's your answer. When they brought tithes and offerings to God, they brought pieces of gold. That was the currency of the day. There was money. Let's not be so illiterate. You know, you were smart enough to get saved. Don't be like an invalid and ask stupid questions like that. It's like saying, where does money come from? The bank. How was it made? It was printed. Now, where's money in the Bible? I'll help you. Go and Google where is money in the Bible, and there's your answer. It is amazing. Today, Google reads the Bible better than what we do. If we want answers, we have a Bible that we can pick up, and we can find it in the Word. I don't have to wait for Sunday to get answers. I can even Google what I need and it will give me the scripture and I go right to the scripture. And you will be amazed that if there is a hunger and a desperation for answers and revelation, that the minute you hit that scripture on your Bible, it will literally expound upon you. Think about it. In the book of Luke, we always got stuck on give and it will be given unto you. How many times did you ever read that it said it will be pressed down, shaken together, making room for more, will God put into your bosom? That is the anointing of plenty. But the problem with that is, is that that grace still sits with God. What I want to give you tonight is that that grace and that anointing for plenty comes upon you. You are not here to be blessed. You are here to be a distribution center of the goodness of God. You are here to be a distribution center of the anointing and grace for more.
I'm this. Guys, when I heard Goshen, <laughs> I was like, this year is a blank check for me. You know, the reason why we are not blessed, and I even do it to myself, it's not all the time. Some it's all the time, some not. We, we become wise in our own sight. You know, we, 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 we can spend a lot of time under revelation and the grace. And what happens is we actually become prideful because we envy what is in front of us, number one. And when that happens, we become incredibly stubborn. And when that takes place in our life, we become very short-sighted when it comes to the word and revelation. And we quickly find out that we have not spent any time with God or in the Word, that I've just been doing mundane things like coming to church, giving my tithes and my offerings. But the thing is, it has been mundane and it has been repetitive. It has not been spirit-led and it has not been faith-led. When I give and there is no faith, I am giving an evil tithe. Because if I don't have faith, I have what? Fear. And the fear comes from where? From the devil. It's easy. It's the process of elimination. The Bible says that I must rightly divide the word. So if I don't have faith, I have unbelief. How does an unbelieving Christian give a tithe and the offering? Do you see why I say it's important that you know this word? It's not enough for me to give you the word. I want it in you. I want it to become a part of the ecosystem that God has given you. And that is what pairs you with the grace and the anointing that God has pre-allotted for your life so that you can have good success. Are you guys with me? I think, let's go to, uh, I think it's is it Joshua 1 verse 8. See, watch watch what it says. It says, study this book of instruction. How much? How long? Continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything. It's amazing. God puts that in there because He understands that you're not going to be obedient the first time. That's why He says you need to study it and you need to go through it and you need to meditate on it day and night so that you can obey everything within it. So is the Old Testament still a problem? It shouldn't be. Is the tithes and offerings still a problem? It shouldn't be. I can get into the things that it was done 400 years before the law, that the tithe was there in Genesis, that the first fruit was there with Cain and Abel. So not only was the tithe and the first fruit there with Adam, God's own very first creation, but the first sight of man that came out of a womb, they automatically applied those principles. But one did it by faith and the other not. That means someone preached a message to him about first fruits. Otherwise, he would have not had the faith to do the word. That's why you have some that prosper and some don't. That's why you have some that get healed and some don't. That is why you get some that get delivered and some don't. It depends what area of the Word you are flourishing in. Because God can only reflect to you 
what you have done according to His Word. That's why you behold it as in a mirror. But watch this. So it says here, so be sure to obey everything written in it. Say only then. Say only then. Say only then. You will prosper. So, the foundational key is Genesis. Or is it Revelation? Or is it Matthew? It says everything written in it. So can we just completely obliterate this New Testament, Old Testament nonsense? The Bible is very clear. This is one of the most prolific scriptures in the Bible. People put it on their bracelets, they tattoo it on their arms, all of these things. Yet it says that everything written in this word will cause you to prosper. It doesn't say some of the things in this word. It says that I must obey every instruction in this word. And then God will prosper me. And once He prospers me, I will succeed in everything that I do. I will have good success in everything that I touch. It is not my tithes and my offerings that cause me to climb the ladders of life. It is the one and only Word. Church, do you love God? I'm very happy to hear that. Let's go to Genesis 2, verse 15. I hope I'm going somewhere. Are you guys okay? I really can't see that. So the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. I think let's go back to verse 9. Let's go to verse 9. So the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees that were beautiful and trees that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and, good and, good and, next verse. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch called Fishon flowed around the entire land of Havilah where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. Whose garden was this? Whose garden was this? It's not a trick question. It's Adam's garden. <laughs> the brother had gold. He had onyx. He had rivers of living water. He had beautiful trees. He had delicious trees. Like what more do you want? 
then he's like, give me a wife. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's that woman that gave me the fruits. Uh. That's why if you hear a man shouting at his wife, it's because they didn't listen. That trauma takes him back to the garden. <laughs> it's a joke, relax, but seriously. Marriages that have problems. I don't even have to be prophetic. The husband is upset of the wife because of one thing. You did not listen. Call me a liar. Matt, if you ever got upset with your wife, what has it been about? She didn't listen. Why? You not listening is for your protection. I'm getting to a point. Adam should have sorted his wife out. When she came with the fruit, he should have been intelligent enough given all of God's power and dominion to ask her, where did you get that fruit? That fruit looks like the fruit from the tree that we are not allowed to touch. We are supposed to tend and cover it. We are supposed to look after it. That is why if my wife doesn't listen to me, I can't tend to her, I can't cover her, and I can't protect her. So what is the reaction? What was God's reaction? Drive him out. Is that too much? You'll see now why I'm so heavy about obedience because I discovered something different about God. His love is not what we think. Love, as prophet has told us many times, is not what we think. Not at all. Let's go to the next verse. Next verse. I want to skip this one. I want to skip this one as well. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Next verse. But the Lord God warned. Say, ooh. You've got to have that. Ooh. But the Lord God warned him. You may freely eat the fruits of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can eat of everything in your house, but you cannot eat God's tithe. You can eat everything in your house. It is yours. But you cannot touch the first fruits. Why? It is consecrated that knowledge that is locked up inside that thing which we call money, which is precious unto God, is the mystery that is in the garden. If you want to know something about God, go to the beginning. Because if you eat its fruit, if you eat of the tithe and the first fruit, you are sure to, to, to die. It is amazing. Day one, God creates. Day two, God creates. Day three, 
God creates. Day four, day five, day six, God creates and creates man in his image and his likeness. Day seven, God rests. Day seven is day one for man. Man enters into God's rest. All they were required to do was come into his presence, eat of the fruits of the trees, have the best of everything. They had the cleanest water, the most purified gold of the day, every kind of precious stone in existence. They were the perfect technology of God. And there, lo and behold, was the first fruit. And Satan came and told them, eat this thing because you will surely not die. I can tell you now today that people that are struggling financially, people that are struggling to get breakthrough, if I get into this thing deep, that I will find that the root cause of it is because you have eaten your tithe and your first fruits. I want you to hear this. I need you to get it. I am not talking about your survival. I am talking about you having good success and prospering in this world. It is my mandate and my mission that has been given to me by God to make His people prosper. Prosperity is not me putting money in your hand. Prosperity is not me putting money in the offering for you. Prosperity will be me injecting the word of truth into the very spine that you call your backbone. So that it will cause you to take that very thing that God created for you, but to separate that tree, that fruit first and give it unto Him. Say why. Say why. Do you really want to know why? I hope you're going to be okay with this. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Do you believe that God loved you? I believe He loved us so much that He took six days to make everything so perfectly for us that He came just at the end and dropped us off in there and He said, there you go. He loved us so much to give us everything. And then we touched the thing that we were not supposed to touch. Why? Why was it why was it such a bad thing for God? Them tending to that garden and not touching that tree was the only way and is the only way. I hope it's okay if I say it like this. That they could prove that they love Him. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God so loved Adam that he made the perfect place of habitation with all manner of provision. That is why I say if you're a son and daughter of God, you are supposed to be blessed. You're supposed to be prospering. You're supposed to be having good success because that is how he has made every single one of us. But it takes our tithes and our first fruit offerings, proving our love, our honor, and our worship of Him in order for that to be opened up upon our lives. Are you guys okay? See, Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
God has exalted His Word above His name. It says, He who has kept my commandments loves me. He who keeps my tithes and my offerings, my tithes and my offerings, my tithes and my first fruit offerings, loves me. When you love God the right way, He will give you everything that you need. It's like how many people, my wife knows, what is my love language? Shoes and watches. But what is that? It's giving. You see, I didn't grow up with a father, but the one thing he did every time he saw me is he gave me a gift. I thank God literally every time I get a breakthrough of revelation or something new and fresh in this area of Scripture because even though he wasn't there, that thing that he did of giving me a gift to buy my love, it bought my love with God. I hope you are getting this. It caused me to step into the revelation of giving to God out of love. How many times have I told you guys that I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to get in the word. I didn't feel like I was spiritual enough. So all I would do was give. Say, God, I love you. I can't do these things, but I'm giving. It just so happened that I was doing that with blind faith. But now I was started giving to God like a lunatic. I was an uncontrollable giver. Do you know what the end result of that is? God will become an uncontrollable giver to me. To those who show mercy, He shows mercy. To those who are stingy, He is stingy. To those who withhold their hand, He withholds His hand. To those who show grace, He gives grace. Ah. To those who builds His house, He builds their house. You see, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it is a snare to a man. It is a trap to a man who touches and devours those things that are holy. Touching the holy things of God. I told the church in Krugersdorp this morning, never, ever, ever give your tithe, your offering, your seed to Asher, please. In Scripture, it says you must come and put it in the place that I have allocated. If you don't put it in the place that I have allocated, either here either on the back of the envelope, in the bank account details, or in my hand, or in Prophet's hand, in Pastor Marie's hand. It is an error. Because there is an exchange that takes place that God has ordained in Scripture. And I'll get into it now. That is how we get the anointing of plenty. Because you're not supposed to live a life of giving and receiving. You're supposed to have the power and the ability to get wealth to answer the covenants. In the covenants, we build the kingdom of God. When we build the kingdom of God, God still builds our house. But your house is not supposed to be some small one or two bedroom. Some of you, you need a five, six bedroom house. Maybe a double garage with two cars. Not just any two cars, one sports car, one SUV. Pastor Chris, why do I need an SUV? Because you have four kids. If you have four kids, by God, you're going to need some money. <laughs> you, you with me? With me? Kids are expensive. 
But the Bible says that they are a blessing. So my Bible said my kids are a blessing. I'm like, God, where is my money? <laughs> Some people are like, Ugh. how can I say that? I give my first fruits, I give tithes. Where is my provision? I've not done this blindly. I've done it in obedience to the word because I love you. I love you because you loved me first. And because you loved me first, I will bring my first fruits. When Pastor Michelle and I came into ministry, both of us, the first month that we were in this ministry as pastors, we both gave our salaries 100%. Not after debit orders, not after bond repayments, car payments, no. We gave it as a first fruit. Why? So that God's grace will be on us from January to December. Next year, from January to December. So that His protection will be on our house. Because we were thankful and we were grateful that we could answer the call of ministry. We were thankful that we were grateful that we had provision in ministry. When we came into ministry, even though we came out of the business world, we never lacked in finances. But I never lacked in finances, not because of my tithes, because of my first fruits. I never need anything. I never have to ask for anything. I have. And what I have is to sow. If you want to see an explosion of exponential wealth on your life, where prophet said, save and sow, do you know that your saving is to sow? That is how you get into Goshen. Trust me. See, the problem is, Gerard, the problem is people don't want to let go of their Egypt to get into Goshen. It's my money. Your little bit of money. Your little bit of money will unleash God the Almighty. The one that we call Jehovah Jireh, your provider. That little thing that you're holding up and crumbling from, that is what will unleash. Why do I say unleash? Because that gushing out and that pouring out of God, it is violent. It is exponential. It is a force to be reckoned with. That's why the Bible says that as wisdom is a defense, so is money a defense and a weapon. Believers are unequipped because they do not have the anointing and the grace for wealth. But we don't have the anointing and the grace for wealth because we have not applied and been obedient to Scripture. We have not taken what God has given to us first and said, God, here, yeah, this is what is yours first and what is owed to you. And by this, according to your word, you will prosper me. Why? Because that is what his word says. Amen. Have your seats, have your seats. You see now, but this disobedience of Adam caused him to suffer even to eat bread. Driven, forced out of the garden, which God took six days to make just for them. But one act of disobedience caused them to be cut from the inheritance. And it was not just any inheritance. It was an eternal inheritance. 
Do you know that where there's wealth and there's provision, you automatically live longer. Your kids live a better life. There is less stress. There is less pressure. There is less anxiety. And it's not because of money from the world. It is because of God's provision. God's provision. God's provision will cause people who hate you, people who crucify you, people who attack you, people who try to stop you from succeeding and receive promotion, pay you. I know, you didn't like that one. <laughs> the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked will come to the righteous. If I am a believer who practices and keeps holy things, that are aligned with the covenant, that scripture is for me. And I know that in people in encounter they give, so that scripture is for you as well. Because you have not allowed this book of the Lord to depart from your life. And like I said, we are not going to have a finance convention every weekend or every Wednesday at e-group. But for tonight, if there's two things that you can leave that must be yours... Number one, keep the tithe. It is set apart and holy unto God. Number two, honor the Lord your God with the first fruits. Say first fruits. Church, do you believe that God never changes? Do you believe that God never changes? Let's go to Malachi 3 verse 6. New King James Version. Do you believe that God does not change? Now watch this. For I am the Lord. I do not change. You know what is fascinating about this scripture? It is followed by my favorite passage of scripture. <laughs> now people want to tie this, Old Testament, this, da, da, da. We agree that God does not change. It's in more than one place in the Bible. But this is not just any place in the Bible. He says, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. How are we not consumed? Let's go next verse. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. People today, they do not practice the ordinances of God, which is the holy things, which is tending and giving him what has been named and called holy by him, set apart for his glory. It is the thing that expresses our love for Him through faith. It is the action that is attached to our faith. Are you guys with me? So we have gone away from these things. So what happens? We are destroyed. What does the book of Genesis say? You will die. Are you guys seeing the cross, the correlation with this? Why? Because you have not kept them. So we have not kept our instruction. We have not kept our love for Him. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in which way shall we return? Question mark. Let's see what it says. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. In tithes and first fruits offerings. That is why we are consumed. That is why we lack that is why every day we struggle, we feel like dying and ending our lives before the time. 
Because the depression and the pressure of lack is real. Are you guys with me? But when I give it to God, His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. All of a sudden, I become holy and set apart unto Him. All of a sudden, business becomes easy. All of a sudden, favor and grace to do business is available. All of a sudden, I go from being employed to becoming a director or a manager or to receiving promotion. When I started tithing, I received, I think, about four promotions in my first year of work. And every single one of them had a 20% increase. At the company that I used to work at, I was the highest paid salesperson in the company's history. I used to earn like half a million rand on sales. There were guys that had been selling for 25 years plus that weren't even earning half of that money at that stage. But I posted on Facebook, it is not my skill, it is not my ability, it is not my talent, it is not my eloquence of speech. I have no eloquence. Exterior on the and you can't the plaque also. That's not eloquent, right? We can, we, can, we can agree with that. But there was something that God gave me because I did something that a few, let's say most people don't do. The things that were ordained to be holy, I kept holy. Because of a father which I honor that loved me enough to give me shoes every time he saw me. That loved me enough to give me a shirt every time he saw me. So does the Bible not say that He knows everything that we need? He knows about the food that we need. He knows about the clothes that need to cover our body. Isn't it amazing how much He loves us? And all He requires is a tithe and a first fruit. So that the rest of your year can be sanctified. So that the rest of your year can experience an exponential explosion of abundance. You see, money is only attracted to those things. We see in the, in the book of Genesis, I think it's in chapter 4, the first place we see is the first fruits offering with Cain and Abel. One was by love and faith. The other was just a reaction, a response. One experienced the hand of God, one not. One was spoken of as a sweet-smelling aroma, as something tangible. One not. Are you guys with me? So it is possible to give a right, pleasing offering to God, and it is possible to give a wrong offering to God. Are you guys with me? That is why we sit in the church. People that have problems with giving in church that are Christians, those are the people that persecute other Christians. If I, you go and ask a person who persecutes other Christians, go ask them, do you give to God? Now, now, now where is that? It's in His church. It is in the Bible. You take your tithes and your offerings to His church, to His house, the place where you receive the meat of the Word, revelation. So if you have been in the church and you've given them your tithes and your offerings and nothing is happening, I want you to check if there's actual revelation in that church, if there is an anointing, if the presence of God is there, if the glory of God is the weight of His presence in that house. 
Is there miracle signs and wonders in that place? Those are some of the things that you can look at to see if a ground is fertile for the tithes and the offering. Why? The activities of heaven must be in that place. If I am to encounter the God of the heavenly armies, I need to put my finances in a place that has the activities of heaven. Trust me. And it's fine. I know some of you don't like it, but I like it. And by God's grace, I trust that God will be pleased with this word. Because, you know, when it comes to this area of the word, this is like one thing, you know, people, you know, they called me like a cult, a wolf, uh, a money lover and stuff. Yeah, I like money because money likes me first. But I like money because it builds God's house. It's really, it's the truth. Anyone can come and ask me, why am I here? Yes, I'm here for you. And I mean that in a kind way. But the reason behind that and me being here is to build God's kingdom, which I know because I am real with this thing. It requires money. If it requires money, it means I need to deposit this mystery and the secret into every single one of you. It is not me steward alone. We are the stewards in this house. When it speaks of the disciples that were given the parables, we are the disciples that were given the parables on finances, on stewardship, on accountability. Why? It was the Apostle Paul that said, I have come to you because it is my desire. I can just picture it. It was a burning desire. See, because I didn't give you an opportunity to give. But he doesn't just end there. Later on you read, he says that my desire is for these things that I've received and experienced to abound to your account. Yes, if you see a minister fleecing the flock, 100% he's doing it for himself. I don't like that stuff. But I have a problem when God's people are not flourishing. That's why my only mission, my only motive to be here would be to see that this word comes alive in you. It must be so frustrating. Waiting for breakthrough, waiting for breakthrough, waiting for breakthrough, seeing this one get a breakthrough, seeing that one get a healing, seeing that one receive restoration in their family, seeing deliverance there, seeing deliverance there. I remember those days. Two years, three years sitting there. God, when am I going to receive? When am I going to fall under the power? When am I going to experience financial breakthrough? Do you know when it happened? Immediately the following week after I gave my first tithe. Give your first fruits because after tonight, you will have no excuse not to give it to God. I'm not saying it's compulsory at all. It is only for those who want to experience unexplainable dimensions of explosive wealth, dominion, prosperity, the anointing to have plenty. You see, Goshen is a place of plenty. It is a place of more than enough. It is a place of luxury. It is the place of God's presence where you will lack no oil. It is where you are under His government. When I'm under the government of the Most High God, 
it means I'm under his financial system. You will not lack in any good thing. If you're a person in this house, if you're a person that is connected online, and you're connected to this ministry through the ordinances of God, I can tell you now, encounter is not just a word. You will encounter God, the God of deliverance. You will encounter the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. You will encounter the very God that manifested Himself in a conference. You will encounter the very God that sent His angels to walk upon this building. You will encounter the God that shook this building at a conference. You will encounter the God that put money in her car. Why can I say that? Encounter is not one dimensional. There are many things that are loaded, 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 loaded under this grace. And it's not for you to have one pillar, one encounter, one encounter. Every single thing, if you're part of this house and you have consecrated yourself to God, every single encounter that has happened here is here for your now. You will encounter Him now. You will encounter the goodness of God. It is... Uh, have you ever woken up and seen what you have and just been like, wow, God is good. You know, I never used to do it a lot until Pastor Marie preached that message on thankfulness. Dear Lord, <laughs> I repented. That message, I encourage you to go listen to it. It changed my life because I'm very uh, a work and moving forward focused person. No time to wallow over yesterday, blah, 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 blah. I'll even give you the scriptures. Great. <laughs> but, you know, when last did you wake up and just go like, wow, look what God has given me. I have a roof over my head. Our fridge has food. Our kids are happy. They have an education. When everyone got sick and got COVID, we didn't get sick. We are healthy and stronger than ever. We are able to go to church without struggle. We are able to go and praise and worship Him without regulations. I can freely worship Him. I can go to a place, not just any place, a place of His presence. A place where the Word of Revelation is deposited into my spirit fresh every Sunday. I can be in the house or I can be online. But that measure is there for who? For me for you, for every single one of you. How many of us are just grateful for that? We came here for this Sunday. Why? It's not just an ordinary Sunday. It is the first Sunday. The Sunday morning and Sunday evening is our first fruit to God, even in just attending church. Even if it's those that, that serve Him, the great team that we have that serve God passionately, day in, day out, never taking a day off. You will reap your reward. Be it physical, be it spiritual. If you were like me, I was like, God, I just want to be near the anointing. I just want to see the miracle working power of God taking place right in front of me. I just wanted to see ministry. I just wanted to see dem demonstration. I wanted to see deliverances.
I wanted to see people receive word and that light hit their eyes. Going, what? God had me in mind. He had every single one of you in mind, not just in the garden, but when He sent Jesus Christ, the perfect first fruit, so that He could reap every single one of you as the first harvest. That is how important you are to Him. Do you understand? That is why you must prosper. I don't care what the world out there says. Even the people that is watching to wait in here, what are we going to talk about it? They will not be able to replicate this. Because even this word was birthed out of an encounter with God. It is results driven. When I say it is results driven, facts have no feelings. Full stop. Yes, we are supernatural. Yes, we have faith. But the testimonies that we have are straight, cold, hard facts. There is no denying the power of God in this house. And if the power of God be in this house, it be on every single one of you. If you are under the sound of my voice, may there be a deposit of power coming upon your life right now. If you are here online, if you are connected to this live stream, let power come into your life. The power to do great exploits. May it come upon you right now. In Jesus' name. Let's give Him a praise offering, church. Come on, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. God is about to move. God is about to move. And if you want to give during the service, you can give. We'll do the offering now. But there is a moment that I'm waiting for. I told you that there is a way to give. Watch this. Watch this. Tonight, if my dad be a prophet, trust me, and I try and say this with all humility, but it's very hard. Same mystery. I want the people online, I want you to comment mystery, mystery, mystery. We have a couple hundred people online. That is amazing. Same mystery. Tonight, it's no longer a mystery to you. It's no longer a mystery. This word is yours. It is part of the keys and the secrets to enter into Goshen. I said to you that the word says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. That means that I must receive the keys of the kingdom. That means I must receive wisdom and revelation to do great exploits. Are you guys with me? Are you doers of the word? Are you obedient to the word of God? Now I want to give you the final key. I've skipped a lot in my message, but I, want, I feel led to get to this part. Let's go to Numbers 18 verse 7.
and you can you can get your offerings ready. The sewing envelope is in the chair in front of you, and um, the giving details is also on the envelope. And um, they'll put up the giving details now. But if you want to go to the back to give by card, you can do so. I just want to see where, how to do this. How to do this? Go to Proverbs three verse ten. I think it's the New King James Version. I'm getting good at this. Say so. My bank accounts. Oh, sorry, that was a mistake. It says bonds. We'll go back to before Christ. Say so. My bank accounts. Sorry, I made a mistake again. I mean bonds. Say so. My bank accounts it again (laughs) I'm not going to finish that you see it says filled with plenty right do you want the anointing of plenty I said do you want the anointing of plenty tonight I'm going to encourage you get your best first fruit ready get your tithe ready if you are serious Church, if you are serious, because you will need to be able to contain this. One of the signs of this ministry is the ability to shift financial systems in people's lives. To experience complete financial turnaround. To experience an explosion in their lives. There are people here that have inherited money in the last year. And I declared and I decreed before the end of the year, there are people you will experience sudden loss, but there will be an inheritance for you that you did not know about. How many people here can testify of an inheritance that's been given to them? See them. See that hand. I see that hand. See that hand. And I'm sure there's people online as well. But say plenty. But now we have a problem with that verse. It just says plenty. There's no anointing. Say where. Say where. Where do I find the anointing? Say where do I find the anointing? It is with the anointed. Oh no, but now Pastor Chris, you are now just edifying prophet in the moon. Numbers 18 verse 7. Do you want the anointing? Do you want the anointing of plenty? I cannot give it to you. It must be taken by force. When I give to God and I'm obedient and it is my love and my honoring of Him, it forces His hand. (laughs) Why? Because He has exalted His word above His name. He must do what His word says. If it says, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, He will do it without thinking. Why? Because He loves you just as much as what you did when you gave Him that offering, when you gave Him that first fruit, when you gave Him that tithe. But now, because God is flexing, He has to show Himself strong. That is why He is the God of more than enough. That is why He is the God who opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. In this year, you will know this God. 
If we as encounter, as we as ministers of encounter, if this is the God that we know, you will know Him. If you're saying that this is your house, those that are on YouTube, Facebook, encounter now, if you're saying that this is your house, the God that we serve will show Himself strong. Because it is the blessing of the Lord that adds no sorrow to it, but it makes one rich. That is Bible. God loves to see and make His people rich. And I see people are saying, God bless you. Those that are online, you can keep commenting. But let's get to the Scripture. Therefore, you and your sons, you can sit, you can sit. With you shall attend to your priesthood. So you, Pastor Chris, you, Gerard, you will attend to your priesthood, okay? Say yes. Say yes, man of God. It's just for like effect and drama and all of those good things. Because you guys like stories, right? So for everything at the altar behind the veil and you shall serve. So it's speaking now about my vocation, about prophet's vocation, prophetess's vocation, Pastor Marie, Pastor Martin, Pastor David, Pastor Nadine, and of course my beautiful wife, Pastor Michelle. Uh, your response is like, that was dismal. I take it back. I'm not sharing this scripture anymore. It's fine, lovey. It's because I said you're beautiful and they were like jealous. <laughs> Say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And you shall serve. I give your priesthood to you as a gift for service. Next verse. But the outsider who comes near shall be put to death. This is very, very, very important. Those ministers out there that are in this vocation that have not been ordained or called by God, this is your future. It's very serious. And you're going to see now why. Say anointing for plenty. Say this miracle. Say this impartation is not around the corner. But it is here in this place tonight. And say, I am ready. I want the people online to say, I am ready to receive the anointing of plenty. Even right now, God is depositing this anointing in your life. You will not just experience little goosebumps on your hand. You will actually experience literal fire on your hands. Because that is the power and the ability to get wealth. When this change and this shift and this importation took place on my life, everything changed about me. The way that I walked, the way that I talked, my intellect, my intelligence, the wisdom, the understanding that I carried, even the revelation of the Word that I've not even read yet was deposited inside of me. The ability to get money and to get wealth, I can do it in my sleep. If I can do it in my sleep, so can you. You will see, tonight will be very significant. God is setting you up for Goshen. If you will leave your Egypt, I'm telling you, you will need days and days and days. My Bible says that I will receive armloads 
of blessing. When I hear that, I picture the people in Egypt being vindicated, being picked up, taken up on the wings of eagles, taken to the land of Goshen. Next verse. And the Lord spoke to prophet Leon. Here I myself have also given you charge of my heave offerings. I want to tell you that when it comes to your tithes, your offerings and your seed, even those that are online, what is done with the money is nothing to do with you. It has been ordained and the responsibility is God's. In the book of Hebrews 7, it says that us, the priests of the house, receive the tithes and the offerings on behalf of Jesus Christ. There is no explanation, but it is common sense to know that it builds the house of God. It causes the house of God to be in excellence, but to expand it, to preach the gospel, and so on and so forth. But watch this. It is Him that God has spoken to and has been put over God's offerings. All the holy gifts of the children of Israel which means he is responsible for the blessing that will come on their finances. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. I have given them as a portion to you and your sons as an ordinance forever. Next verse. This shall be yours of the most holy things reserved. Ah, do you see that your tithes and your offerings are the most holy thing? It is reserved. It is even protected from the fire. This tells me that if you don't give your tithes and your offerings, God will still collect it anyway. So we can actually start telling people that our church tithes 100%. Because either you give it to God or God fetches it via the devourer. <laughs> every grain offering and every sin offering. What is a sin offering? Return to me and I shall return to you. Book of Malachi, it is a sin offering. And every trespass offering, I gave a lot of those. I promise you, every time I would sin or I would like feel condemned, I would give an offering. I, I learned it from Dr. Mike Murdoch, correcting your mistakes. There's nothing that, uh, that lifts condemnation. Like prayer, fasting, and an offering that moves your heart. Because when it moves your heart, it moves God's heart. So you see the offering which they rendered to me. So you see the priest, Aaron, who was delegated by God, who was ordained by God, receives it on behalf of God. So shall be most holy for you and your sons. So even us, we have to understand the significance of how holy this is. If I don't, it is even a danger to me. This is where you find people doing funny stuff with the tithes and offerings of the church. Are you guys with me? It is not for me to touch and expand my lifestyle. It is for the kingdom of God. If you give it to me holy, it must remain holy. Oh, holiness has everything to do with obedience and your love for God. As much as what is it applicable to you, it is applicable to me. Next verse. 
in a most holy place you shall eat, every male shall eat it. Da da da, next verse. This also is yours, the heave offering of their gift with all the wave offerings of the children of Israel. I have given them to you and your sons and daughters with you as an ordinance forever. Next verse. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. Next verse. Mm-hmm. All the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine and grain. Their first fruits, which they offer to the Lord, I have given them to you. Let's go. I think you guys have the wrong translation here. I want us to go back to, go back to verse 8. Go to King James Version. And the Lord spake unto Aaron. The Lord spoke unto Prophet Leon. Behold, I also have given thee charge of mine heave offerings of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. And to thee I have given them by reason of the anointing. You didn't get it. Where do you give your offering? Uh-huh. Where do you give your offering? In the anointing. Where is the anointing? Right here. Uh-huh. Are you guys with me? So what happens when I give my first fruit, my tithes and my offering into the anointing? And my Bible says in the book of Proverbs that I will receive plenty. I now receive the anointing for plenty. (laughs) Because when I give, I receive. In what way do I receive? The same measure. So if there is a prophetic grace that is on Prophet Leon, and I'm giving my tithes and my offerings and my first fruits, under that anointing, it is by that anointing that I will receive. If he is doing great exploits in his life, I will receive great exploits in my life. If Pastor Marie is doing leadership and deliverance and I'm giving in this house, all of a sudden I begin to see leadership and deliverance taking place in my life. If I see Pastor Martin preaching the word under an unction, it is amazing. One minute I'm doing evangelism. Next minute I'm preaching with an unction. All of a sudden the word is shut up inside of my bones like fire. And then all of a sudden, someone is coming up to you and complaining about their problems. Saying, oh, Eddie, I can't, I'm not making it every month. I'm I'm unable to make ends meet. And because you have impartation, and because you have the anointing of plenty, you take them by the hand and you bring them here to encounter church, the land of Goshen, the place of plenty. Why? So that they can receive the anointing upon their life. It is the anointing to do great exploits. Because God, if you are a child of God in this place and this house, it is time to get it in you. 
you are the head and you will never, ever be the tail. You will be servant to no one. The only place you will be a servant is in the kingdom. And we will serve Him with every fibre of our being because we have chosen to delight ourselves in the ordinances of God. Where we have put Him first, He has put us first. And where He puts us first, there is a true blessing that is poured out that cannot be contained, that cannot be stopped. It cannot be weighed. It cannot be measured. It is immeasurable. That is the blessing that there's not enough room to receive at church. If you are ready to give under this anointing, if you are ready to receive under this anointing, and in this presence and this atmosphere, I want you to take your sewing envelope and lift it up high. If you're giving electronically via EFT or Zap or SnapScan, lift up your cell phone. If you're going to give by card, lift up your card. I want you to have a contact point. And for all of you that are with us online, especially if you're with your family, I want you guys to stand together. Guys that are watching from our other campuses, you can stand together. We see every single one of you in the comments and online. The giving details are also here below. But Father, I thank you for every single person that has come into this place, into this atmosphere. We thank you for the grace that is upon encounter that you have given us a grace gift, not just for our preservation, but for our prosperity. We thank you that from tonight, we will be lifted up, that we will be elevated and catapulted into dimensions of dominion prosperity because we have chosen to delight ourselves in the presence of God with our offerings, with our free will offerings, with our first fruits and with our tithes. But tonight we come to you to set the record straight. We come to you with a gift and a sacrifice to cause ourselves to be set apart and holy unto you. Father, I pray that as every gift is placed upon your altar, by the mantle and the grace that is upon my Father, I pray that a prophetic anointing will come upon every single one of them, that there will be an impartation to do great exploits that your prosperity and goodness will be upon them all the days of their lives, that even this oil, it will not finish by them, but that this oil will run through into their very DNA and being, that it will be with them all the days of their lives and with their children's children's children. May every single one of these people where they've experienced lack and destruction, where the devourer has even invaded those before them, we serve it in eviction notice. We serve it a notice of termination in Jesus Christ's name. By the power of your word and by the proof of our first fruit and our tithes, we consider the devourer rebuked in Jesus Christ's name. And by the word of a prophet, we release the God of the heavenly angel armies that your angels will be dispersed at their aid, that your angels of fire would be upon their workplaces, that it would surround and encamp their families right now, that you'll cause your people to prosper and to become distribution centers of your goodness, that you'll cause them to be distribution centers of your prosperity. I pray that your oil of gladness will come upon every single one of them. 
but even by this tithe may healing come into their bodies by this first fruits may the evidence and the workings of God may your miracle working power be evident in every single one of their lives in Jesus Christ's name Father I pray that their head by the word of a prophet as you have sent him with your word that their heads will not lack oil from the month of January right through to the month of December in Jesus Christ's name that every single one of them will live with a mandate and a purpose to hear the words well done good and faithful servants in the mighty name of Jesus Amen and Amen. Church, you're so welcome to come to the front and give your first fruits. And then of course, you can use the details on the screen to give via encounterchurch.co.za and you can make your way to the card machine for those that haven't given yet. God bless you as you give. In the land of my plenty, Lord, you will lead me No matter what I see I'm in my anointing, in the land of my plenty, Lord, you will lead me, no matter what I see, I'm in my anointing, provision, new season, dimensions, you promise, I'm taking my groceries. your first fruits show God. Do you want to see that? Is it okay? This, I believe this is really going to bless you. Because if you love God, you would be very interested in the character and the nature of God and exactly what moves Him and what doesn't move Him. A lot of the times our words is fickle, but our faith and love is shown in our tithes and our first fruits offerings. Why? Because the only requirements he ever needed from man was their obedience. It was tend to the garden and keep it, dress it, and make it the best for me. So when you give your first fruits, it means I am giving God my most cherished possession. It means that I am telling God, Yah is the best of me and my life and my family. We know that giving first fruits, like it was for us, it is a hard thing. But it is one of the greatest measures that we can show God our love. Now watch this. If I don't give love, what is the automatic response? I quench love. If I don't love my wife, she won't reciprocate and show me love. So when I show God my love through my first fruits and my tithe, He now shows me love. How does He show me love? By opening up the windows of heaven for me. 
by blessing me, by causing abundance to be about my dwelling place. The first fruit represents our consecration, number one, and our commitment to God. Are you guys with me? The power in the first fruit is that it shows my love, it shows my commitment, and it shows my consecration to God. Are you guys okay? So what does that mean? It means it is a wise thing to honor God with our first fruits. I'm telling you now, you will experience new life. Now that you have this revelation, you can never be the same ever again. If you are here and you're connected online and you are saying, I have done what the Word says and you have acted out of obedience, you have shown your love, you have shown your consecration, you have shown your commitment to God. You cannot fail. You cannot. It is illegal for you to fail. The first fruit shows that we have made God our priority. Are you guys with me? The first fruit now means that I am serious about getting into the ancient things of Scripture. And that ancient thing is God's prosperity that has always been with every man and woman of God. When it came to Abraham, your very father of faith, he's the first person that we see in the book of Genesis 14 verse 20, practice the tithe. He didn't practice the tithe alone. He gave a tithe of all. Then from there, we see the Levitical priesthood come into place. But then we see Jesus Christ come on the scene. Fast forward to Hebrews 5. And we see that the Levitical priesthood is done away with. Why? Because Melchizedek, the order of Melchizedek, the very Christ, the one who had no beginning and no end, he had no mother, no father. Melchizedek, where Abraham gave a tithe of all, Jesus Christ saw it fit to bring the order of Melchizedek back into play. Ah, where is the book of Hebrews, uh, Gerard? Is it in the New Testament? Okay. So under the New Testament, how do I give to God? A tithe of all. That means when I give a tithe of all, that God must lean over and bow a knee and bless me. When He blessed Abraham, it means Barak. It actually means He was like, oh, this man has given so much. It became Abraham of God. He went from the God of Abraham to Abraham of God. And when He blessed him, He became the possessor of heaven and earth. I am so grateful that Jesus Christ returned, that He paid a price for me, that the order of Melchizedek was put back into play. That means I can have, that means you, sons and daughters of encounter, it means you can have power and dominion here in this place. It is yours. All you have to do is love God. It's that easy. But you see, we have committed a rape case on Scripture. It is, simp it is, it is simple in Scripture. Just like that. Boom, you are blessed. Why? The Word says so. I, I can never be crucified for doing what the Word of God says when it is done in love and faith and honor for Him. It must yield the perfect results. Did He not say, I will do what I said? Of course He did. Because I've obeyed His commandments. Aha. Say, I'm ready. Are you ready to leave Egypt? 
there's like three of you ready. Prophet has already left. He's like there in Goshen. Some are still packing their bags. Angels of death are coming to kill people. You like packing your bags. Goshen is everything is new. I leave your stuff. Go. <laughs> you must make it literal. The first fruit in the original language is called Bakurium. It means the promise to come. When I give my first fruit, it means I now solidify every promise of God that He said must come into my life. It is the sure thing of the Word that causes those things to come when? Now. Why? Because faith is now. <laughs> How do you bring a miracle? Now. How easy it is. When you give your first fruit, you initiate, you ignite by fire every promise of God that He has allotted to the first fruit, which means holiness answers holiness. It means righteousness answers righteousness. It means consecration answers. Are you getting the point? This means that God will, say God will, work wonders. God will work great exploits in my finances. The first fruit is the lesson and the teaching that we have received. Where I can now exchange my lot of Egypt where I can now leave my Ishmael and go to Goshen. That is the secret of the first fruits. Church, say yes. As long as you hold on to Egypt, as long as you hold on to the holy, holy things of God, and refuse, I'm saying refuse because it is with us, and refuse to give it to God, you cannot enter Goshen. It is a truth. This month we said we're going to give you the secrets of Goshen. The first one this morning was the meditation of the Word. The second one was the mystery of the first fruits. But it was not just any ordinary mystery. It was the anointing for plenty because I now told you that when your first fruit you're offering in your tithe is given under the anointing, and if I give and I re receive, if I receive in the same measure, it means I receive now not just plenty and overflowing vats, I now receive the anointing for plenty to be prominent. I know. That if you've done this out of a place of love, faith and honor for God, that this anointing that has worked for me without fail since the day, by the grace of God, that it was imparted to me by a prophet, that every time I see his word, and a new mystery is revealed that my spirit leaps for joy. 
not because it is for me, but because it is for his, for his people. It has not been allotted or ordained for me or for another minister. It has been set apart because it is a holy secret that stems from the garden for every single one of you. Why? Because he loved you first. And he loved you enough to give you the best. And the only thing we have to do is give him our best and give him that which is holy and first, which is our first fruits and our tithes. And Father, right now we thank you. We thank you for the word that has been spoken from this platform. I thank you for the grace and anointing that you have placed upon this house. That Father, I pray that every single word that has been shared will be given and deposited to every single one of them by divine inspiration that it will carry a weight and a measure of your spirit and your grace and your anointing. That this word will pierce every single area that has become hard and calloused. That your people will become sensible. That they'll become sensitive. That they'll become desperate. That they'll become hungry for the things of God. May this word and may these promises stir up the most holy things in their life that it will cause them to be set apart for your calling that it will cause them to be set apart for your purposes may it cause them to be set apart for those things which you have sanctified and made holy in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ but Father I pray and I declare and I decree that an impartation and deposit of your anointing the grace and the anointing and the ability to get wealth that it would come upon every single one of them that are here in this place. That it will come upon every single person that is all over the globe, that is watching via YouTube, via Facebook and Encounter Now. That a deposit and a measure will come into them right now in Jesus Christ's play. That even in the workplace, that even in the business place, that no longer will there be a clanging cymbal but there will be a voice that echoes through the corridors of eternity. And Father, tonight we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen.